0: Let me ask you something. What kind of work have you done in the community?
1: I try to use my platform as much as I can, and I've always made sure to give not just drag queens, uh, non-binary performers, alternative mm-hmm. queens, drag kings. I've just been trying to give more back because when I started, I didn't have that kind mm-hmm. of chance.
0: It's really good that you're helping your community and helping others so early because it would truly make a difference. I had a really shamed childhood growing up, and, you know, drag was the only thing that made me feel. Um, like, I took up space, and that it was important. There's no rules. There's no rules. The walls. There's no limits. You can be
1: who you are. You can be as weird as you want, as glamorous as you want, as freaky as you want. You could do, and you can do that all in the same night if you're willing <laughs> to. Drag is just beautiful. Well, I've been saying it all season, but that Scarlet Bobo is no Dodo, <laughs> so to speak.
0: When you say when you say so to speak, it sounds like soda,
1: like uh, sipping yeah, soda. Yeah, I mean, so, oh yeah, I'm having a sip of, <laughs> sip of soda, so to speak. Um... So to speak, easy. It's a, it's a little private bar where uh, you know everyone's sober. <laughs> I don't know why it's private. Uh, just...
0: I I prefer soda hard, not or so to speak hard, not so to speak easy. Um, sure,
1: yeah. I mean, as long as it's not so to speak flat, you know.
0: <laughs> so to speak, stream. Um, <laughs> Ooh,
1: now we're talking turkeys. Now that's a Friday night right there.
0: Uh, so soda, so Mary uh yes, so Bobo, I this okay, well first we should say congrats Bobo making the finale uh, defying yes. the odds defying all any stat that anybody has ever touted or said on the show and track record and all of that. Drag Race Canada continuing to blaze new trails in terms of expectations and, uh, you know, what a competition really can be, which is random every week, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, not to take it away from Bobo, she did great this week.
1: She really did. I mean, I, uh, you know... As the runways were happening this episode, I was, you know, with each look, I was like, she's really killing it. But, you know, I thought it's all going to come down to the look where they have to construct something, mm-hmm. which she obviously had the, the disadvantage. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was a great look. It was uh, it, it's very reminiscent of Adore Delano finally winning that, you know, uh, the gems and diamonds and rubies Mm-mm, ball. Or right, whatever It's called. Right. Yeah. Right. The Rock Ball. I don't know what that was called. But, Season 4 uh, of American
0: Idol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Season 4 American Idol. I know that <laughs> voice. Sorry. Whenever uh, you talk about Adorno Hondo, I don't I, know. I don't
0: think party. I think the more.
1: More <laughs> American Idol. <laughs> I know. It's the same place I go to.
0: <laughs> oh, and then also, that's not how you talk when we hang out. Oh, that's not how you talk when you and I hang out.
1: Uh, the hangout is... <laughs>
0: uh, well, anyway, so yeah, so Bobo, um, this little moment, I... I was I was really struck by the the wording that she chose. It reminded me of an Annie DeFranco song. Um, I like to take up space just because I uh, I can. Sorry, that's the second part of the couplet. The first is uh, when I wipe my face, I use the back of my hand, and I like to take up space just because I can. Um, <clears throat> and I. Uh, I think that's from "Dilate," right? I'll see you when I dilate. Um, I,
1: <laughs> I mean, if I had to guess the name of an Annie DeFranco song being "Dilate," I'd say yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, uh, but but Bobo, this was really beautiful. The the way that she yeah. that she presented it, she's like yeah, because she, I don't know, she brought us to an emotional place, uh, very, very elegantly. Um, from a discussion that was about what she was doing locally. And I kind of love mm-hmm. that it went even deeper. And I don't think Stacy knew that that was going to happen. Um, you know, yeah.
1: I, I think, yeah, the conversation was clearly meant to just kind of talk about, you know, so what do you do back home? You know, what what's your involvement in the community? And she really kind of showed the iceberg underneath of why she does all that, and where it all comes from.
0: Okay, iceberg, snow reference.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's on a, a relevant reference. Yeah. yeah, and, you know. Snowball. Uh,
0: the idea, like the first time she learned uh, that she could take up space, I feel like many people can relate to that awakening, right? When... And if you haven't yeah. had that awakening yet, like, th- that's also notable, right? Because I think that mm-hmm. there is a moment when, um, you know, a minority or uh, a marginalized or targeted group uh, person, right, could realize that. And I think that's notable in uh, on a show that also, this particular episode, also discussed things that are rarely discussed when it comes to drag. Um, and I, I appreciated we, that. Uh-
1: yeah, we've talked about that kind of like from with the queer lens or the gay lens or however specific you want to get in terms of like taking up space and you know, uh, like we've talked about I think more or more on like a Only Marys or whatever about my neighbor oh. next door, the loud straight guy next door. Mm-hmm. I'm moving in a couple weeks, problem solved. Right, um, right. Or when I'm walking down but, the
0: sidewalk in, or was walking mm-hmm. down the sidewalk in Brooklyn Heights and not the drag queen and they you know, there's a, a couple coming towards me with a huge stroller that takes up the whole sidewalk and it's like, mm-hmm. are they going to move? No, of course not.
1: Right. Like there's kind of this instinctual like, Oh, of course in the game of chicken, I'm going to be the one to move. Yeah. I'm the one in the way. Cause I'm aware. You know, the... And, and I, right. I think
0: that there are people in the world and they're not always straight. Right. But there are people in the world that are just unaware of how much space they're taking up.
1: Yeah. I always think the guy next door, he, he has no thought of how much noise he's making or whether or not he has neighbors on all sides of him. He's just, this is what he's used to, is just taking up lots of audio space, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm like, ooh, my TV's a little loud. Ooh, I better turn it down just in case he hears anything. I don't want him to hear the theme song from Sex in the City and think, what's that fag doing next door, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Hey, you with the flower. (laughs) No, no. I know. I know. No. no, no, not that. Not that. Oh no, not that. Uh, you with the flower. Leave. Hey, you with the flower. I hate
0: it. I hate it. I, I hate, hate it. it. I hate it. Thanks. I hated it.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. Uh. But I do think that uh, it's worth a moment to talk about kind of what Bobo and Stacy were talking about with uh, the work that Bobo does locally, and luckily we had a lovely Mary. Um, that talk that emailed us uh, sister Mary Ian about uh, Empire's ball uh, which mm-hmm. which is Bobo's event and I think also juice juice box um, mm. it's a competition in Toronto um, that you know welcomes Toronto there's you know really oh sorry sorry. sorry yeah I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone ever told you that, did you just but... did you just put your hair behind your ear
1: okay. I'm literally like touching the back of my hair. I'm 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 tousling an invisible p- ponytail right now.
0: Oh, okay, not a man bun,
1: Colin. Oh, you know you don't have to gender everything. Uh, everything doesn't have to be gendered. It's true.
0: <laughs> it's true. I could never have said it better. Um, I know. It's uh, so anyway. The Empire's ball. It's a competition where uh, drag houses kind of come together, and apparently it's over like many weeks. Uh, and they win money and whatever, and uh, you you come together and it welcomes anybody, drag kings, uh, trans people, non-binary people, um, and yeah. And I, I I thought I'm glad that they reached out to kind of give us even more specifics about Bobo's work because maybe for whatever reason they couldn't discuss it on the show or got edited out, but uh, because we got mm-hmm. this wonderful other moment. But uh, apparently there is a short documentary and. I don't know, it's not streamed in a place where this Mary could find it, but it's called Underneath the Empire. So, you know, it's certainly doing something, um, and it's creating a wave of sorts. Um, I'm here for a queen that helps out their community. Hello, Nina West. Hello, Trinity Taylor, right? Um, Yeah, I think it's it's great. And, you know, it's interesting that Bobo is now in the top three in the finale, when, you know, we didn't think that was going to happen.
1: Um, no, even though I've been, you know, keeping an eye on her all season, it was kind of with the caveat of like, well, she's not going to like make it to the end. This is a, a BSA, you know, it's a queen who doesn't make it to the end, but here she is, you know, uh, trucking along, um, you know, it, it, I, bobbing I mean, again, along. obviously bobbing, just bobbing around, just bobbing, <laughs> bobbing along.
0: around, Sorry.
1: bobbing <laughs> around <laughs> theme song. <laughs> Bring that back. Bring that that back. That is a different era of drag race, isn't it? Uh, Uh, Bobbing around. God. (laughs) Bobbing around. (laughs) Bobo around. <laughs> Bobo
0: around. <laughs> Bobo, she better did make the finale. She, you bet she
1: did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I figured this would be kind of a bittersweet week for you, Colin. Um, I was certainly really disappointed at this episode. Um, and I think we have a lot to unpack. Uh, yeah. This, yes this episode do. of All Right, Mary. Um, before we do go through the unpacking, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to?
1: Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and
0: I've been a slut for many
1: years. And I'm Colin, and Sabrina Jalisse, work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good.
1: Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Baga had no idea who she <laughs> no. was. She's like, I don't know her. I... And she's like, well, great. We're... Well, great. Well. <laughs> you know, and I appreciated that, because sometimes when these guests come on, and the queens don't know who they are, it'll just be like, oh my god, Arden Marin? Whoa! Well, it doesn't get any better than this. That's... <laughs> Pam Tillis! <laughs> Pam really? Tillis! Yeah. yeah, the best one is definitely, and this girlfriend's joke about this is, Latrice Royale in season four, when Jennifer Tilly is a guest judge and it cuts to Latrice in the talking head saying, um, I don't know if she says Oscar nominee. Maybe she does. Oscar nominee, Jennifer Tilly. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> and I'll I'll generally agree. Jennifer Tilly is great. but
0: Oh, oh, Mary. Uh, what is she? Oh, charmed, charmed, charmed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is no, that something Jennifer like a... Tilly
1: says? <laughs> Uh, Mary, Bullets Over Broadway. Oh God, yeah. I, I and I've seen that recently. Yes. Uh, with the weas Disappointed. I know. Disappointed. I know.
0: Uh, it's okay. It's a Woody Allen movie, and you know, fuck him. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, or don't. Um. So Mary, you know, you're bringing up a really wonderful part of this episode before we get into you know, I think the, <laughs> the meat of the episode. Mm. Um. Or the 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 ice the ice, uh, the cold. So the, the yeah. The, this is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: <laughs> sure. Before we get to the crunchies of the ice cream cake, which is, of course, yeah, the best part. Yeah.
0: Right. Or, or you know, the Titanic uh, sinking. Mm. Uh, um, that was
1: fun. I remember when that happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. So,
0: <laughs> so, well, you let go, Jack, didn't you? I, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this mini challenge with Rosario Dawson of Canada, I... I immediately, first of all, the mini challenge was great. Uh, I just want to say that off the bat. But I immediately went to Maya Rudolph doing her Star Spangled Banner on SNL. You know oh. this sketch? Uh
1: I vaguely do. Yes. Yes, I do. I almost
0: suggested it as Clip of the Week because it is, it is, it's doing what this challenge asked for. And it's Maya Rudolph playing a diva mixed with Christina Aguilera mixed with like an 11-year-old prodigy mixed with a local access person um singing the star-spangled banner and you know with crazy runs and it's just insane and uh during the bridge she goes um and the rockets red glare started bursting up in the air. Uh, it's, it's so funny, the whole thing. So I highly recommend Maya Rudolph singing the Star-Spangled Banner. The other thing that came to mind, Mary, is what an interesting time to be thinking about a national anthem.
1: Mm, sure, absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of nice to think about another country's national anthem. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, but I did kind of love this, uh, this lens of O oh, Canada on public access. I'm like, all right this is going to be fun. This is going to be funny.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed this mini challenge. I think, uh, I love sort of, it It kind of reminds me of the top four in season six when RuPaul was the photographer and he mm. kept directing them to kind of keep, you know, keep kind of taking these, these little, uh, tossing these new suggestions out and tell them to just, you know, pivot. And right. I felt like this was a lot of that, uh, and it was great. it was really fun. It's fun to just kind of see these queens you know be quick on their toes and uh, and be weird and you know as as Rita said, look like it's their third time in drag like i this is the kind of drag I could watch all day
0: i the segment was a little long, right almost too long, I guess, like most national anthems and mm-hmm. I, I was I, I but at the end of the day, heidi. Doesn't fucking matter. I appreciate it that they featured a lot of comedy. Um, I love the moment when uh, the Rosario Dawson of Canada went over to Rita Vega and said, "Madam,
1: I felt so seen and so heard." It's I, that was she got our memo. I don't know how. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> it
0: um, was great. The one, the one thing that I will say about the mini challenge is that it showed Priyanka's weakness. We Priyanka I was kind of like
1: I never yeah. laughed at Priyanka. I know. I feel like the Priyanka for in terms of queens who've talked the most about being good at improv or doing improv and then have kind of subsequently failed at that, she's really been consistent uh in all of those and in this case as well where I was like this is yeah, it was just it was just kind of falling flat Whereas I felt like there was a kind of, I think we've talked about this before in different contexts where, you know, someone like Jimbo or Rita kind of seemed like they they knew who their character was and they kind of knew where to go. Like they didn't necessarily have a map. But they knew how to drive the car. And I felt like mm. Priyanka was like learning the stick shift, the learning the stick shift of her character while she was doing it. You know what I mean? And it just like was a little bit of stop and start, you know,
0: it it felt like they edited her as best they could.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah it was <clears throat> I mean I think the others Particularly like Rita and, and Jimbo But even mm. Scarlet Like they They kind of took it to a 27 You know you kind of yeah. like get, You're going with a huge ridiculous character Because it gives you lots of space to play Because mm. there's no one else to play with It's just you Whereas I, I think Priyanka just kind of showed up And it was like Okay so you know What are you doing out here in a pair of jeans And a plaid shirt and a, and a belt You know <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, to to kind of argue against Priyanka further, as if that was a handicap, but like, I don't know, I, I think of a mini challenge, uh, what was it, Um, when they had to pretend to be, like, trade with RuPaul, oh, yes. I think it was season
1: 10? 10. Season 10, uh-huh. I think
0: we saw that look.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, it was a bit of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, know. that was a great mini challenge. That yeah, of course, was, that uh, one,
0: and also the one uh, which was also season ten, I believe. The one where she made them sell the chocolate. That and was like Blair 10. had to tap dance, kind uh-huh. of like Coco at the end of Fame.
1: Yeah, it was all like that creepy old like Calvin Klein commercial from the '90s, or like the <laughs> yeah. little Fiona Apple criminal video. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, wood paneling I- and potentially underage models. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the one where Monet was singing opera at it. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that was a great challenge. Mini it was challenges, great. ugh, I let's do a season of mini challenges. Mary. I know,
1: I know, <laughs> and I know. In the past, we've because we've talked about you know we might do sort of like all you know like, uh, all stars episodes in terms of like legendary episodes throughout the series. And mm. when we talked about seasons ten through twelve, it was like eh, there's nothing to talk about, but. No, there might be some season ten gems to to scoop out. Slapping
0: challenge. Yeah, I love the slapping challenge in season ten.
1: It you know maybe what we do is a season ten mini challenge episode, and we just (laughs) talked about the mini challenges because they were really good. Yeah. Yeah, and we Um, find
0: the winner based on track record of the mini (laughs) challenges. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. All right, that's a fun project. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, yeah,
0: so I. You know, I'm here for Canada's Drag Races uh, mini challenges for
1: sure. Same. Uh, can I, before we dive further into the episode, uh, no graceful transition here, but I want to make sure to get in, in early uh, before we get too involved. Uh, we we have. I think you're going to be. I think you're going to be excited about this. Okay, so, I don't.
0: I don't know what you're about to say, so I'm a little nervous.
1: <laughs> oh no, it's all good. So Mary reached out to us and asked if we could give a, and, and this may be a bit belated at this point so apologies but a bit of a birthday shout out uh and uh this was a so it's a belated happy birthday to sister mary peter who should be listening right now no peter then I mean, oh. there's probably a lot of peters out there oh peter
0: hi, hi peter hi peter
1: <laughs> you're gonna be hi peter peter is <laughs> one of the canada's drag race editors
0: oh hi peter
1: and guess what so peter was the like the lead editor on the welcome to the family episode peter is responsible for the split screen during the lip sync mary i i i just give him an emmy i know i know peter happy birthday to you happy birthday to us that was a that was a gift Uh, oh my
0: god brilliant brilliant. idea brilliant Brilliant. way to do it happy Mm -hmm. birthday peter thank you for listening um and also thank you for the work that you're doing on on drag race uh it's not easy and uh i i'm honored that you listen
1: yeah and you kept in those fisting jokes like you just knew we were listening Mm -hmm. and watching um and of course a special hello to your husband christian who made this request and and uh Pointed this all out and, and confirmed that Peter was responsible for the split screen. And you know what, Peter? Even if you're not, take credit for it. It's all yours, baby. It's your birthday. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Sister Christian and or Sister Mary Christian and mm-hmm. Sister Mary Peter, Sister Christian, yeah. <laughs> Sister Christian, uh, <laughs> uh, Sister Mary uh, Christian and Sister Mary Peter. Uh, happy Friday, happy. Oh, uh, Canada Day, all of that. Um, thank you for listening. And yeah, a uh, big, huge shout out to you. I hope you have an amazing year. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to get that in early and and I was just so excited to tell you about that split screen because of oh, course- I love that. I mean, talk about a cultural reset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's, it, it, it's rarely been done. I think it's only been done when there's like three or four- yeah, lip syncers at once on like a finale episode. Anyway, right? But this Ugh. was I don't know. Atlanta and that was song. and that was yeah. On the land of for sure.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Because
0: you know what? Honestly, it without that split screen from last week, without that split screen. We wouldn't have gotten as much Rita Vega. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it just gave us more Rita. Uh, and I realized, and there have been some corrections that potentially Rita was taking her contact oh. lenses out or mm. crystals off of her eyelashes. Whatever she mm. was doing, that little little gesture at the beginning, oh. Peter, thank you for capturing that. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Keeping right? that in as well. It meant a lot. <laughs>
0: I mean, what was that, the, that Mary uh, emailed us about the, uh, the eye, what do you call them? Contact lenses. Um, and it's so that the judges could see the whites of
1: her uh, eyes. Oh, uh, I was like, oh, so that just made me love it even more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so back to this episode. Yes. Crazy, crazy episode. Did, so I got to say, I, I saw this coming. I kind of have been prepared for this because of this crazy edit that Jimbo has been getting. Because here's the thing, Mary. If you think back to season winners, none of them have been critiqued this consistently like
1: Jimbo. Mm-hmm. None of them. I think, I mean, in terms of like, yes, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like the past few weeks we've been kind of getting primed for like, you know, quote unquote Jimbo missing the mark.
0: Yeah, or 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 Jimbo's hubris.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. That too, of like, oh, you know, Jimbo's, you know, confrontational or or, you know, defensive or not taking, you know, constructive, you know, criticisms and applying them.
0: Right, or getting too comfortable or like is so sure that she's going to win. It's like cuz we got that a lot, like how sure Jimbo was of of themselves. And we know that that's that there's a fine line between delusional Confidence and hubris, right? Arrogance. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they gave us some arrogance. You know, I clocked this at the start of the episode. I was a little nervous because obviously I thought Bobo was going home. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the start of the episode, Jimbo was edited to say, it was just his audio, was edited very clearly. His main competition was Rita and Priyanka, which you know, it was clear that it was like there were splices, like Rita, mm-hmm. uh, Priyanka, um, you know, but I think he did say that they were his main competition, but it was also an obvious audio edit. And I think that there there's something to be said, like it just kind of gave me pause because I'm like, OK, they're editing some. So I'm like, OK, well, it's clearly then going to be Scarlet and Jimbo. Right, um, right. You know? And,
1: and then Scarlet would go home and, you know, it all make, kind of makes sense in a way, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But when when it was edited and so clearly they wanted us to hear Jimbo saying this, Rita and Priyanka, I was like, oh, well, Rita and Priyanka are definitely going to be in the finale.
1: Right. Oh, right. They wouldn't have gone this far if like if they weren't going to go all the way. Yeah. I.
0: Well, and him saying that in the start of the episode is mm-hmm. what I mean.
1: Yeah, I I definitely had that sort of. There was a, uh, I guess, an appropriate chilliness to to how we were seeing, you know, Jimbo this episode. Except yeah, obviously when Jimbo was helping Scarlet in the workroom, and and that was all very <clears throat> charming and Canadian. But mm. it was, I was shocked. I, I I guess there was a part of me that thought there might have been like a double save, and I guess I just was like, you can't go like Jimbo has just been, and I stand by it even this week. Has just been so elevated, you know, above the other three that I thought, well, to misstep at this final moment, I thought, well, that might earn at least a double save. Because, like, overall, Jimbo has, I think, regardless of what the judging has been, has just been provi- like doing an expert level, you know, higher level of drag than we've seen from some of the others.
0: Mary, we're, we're getting into who should have been in the bottom now.
1: Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like,
0: uh, 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 do you want to go there or do you want to talk? We can, yeah, I mean. Okay, let's go there. Let's yeah, just let, get
1: into the meat of the cupcake. The, and the, these bottoms are presenting. Let us not let and, them and wait. And eat out. Yes. And eat out. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm going to put this because, bib on.
0: Yes, because I do want to say we have to talk about the Jennifer Boyer Chapman drama on Twitter. Yes. I want to talk about Michelle Visage. I want to yes. talk about... The exit. I want to talk about uh, ball culture. I want to talk about lots of things, but we're going to talk about this right now. Yeah. So, Mary, I cannot believe that Priyanka was
1: safe. I know. I know. I, I, I think that, yes. Yeah. I see the thing is like when someone kind of just like, slides into you know home base you know by the skin of their teeth like this i think well it's almost like i don't want to say like what a waste but like i i have even less of an expectation of them actually winning you know like when i think of the top three to me it feels just so wildly obvious that rita's gonna win and i'm not upset about that but it's just like
0: oh i disagree i think priyanka's obviously gonna win oh gosh really really I think that Canada's Drag Race is, is really trying to say something with this season. I, uh, Based on the judging up to this point, I think they're really trying to say something very clearly with the choices that they're making. And that's the only sense I can make of this judging. Because Priyanka being in the top three, first of all, POC, that's also part of her platform, okay? And Priyanka is so fucking charming, is such a great spokesperson, is already kind of popular because of, of, you know, being on TV and who she is in her community. So Priyanka is like a prime choice to go far, right? Um, You know, you think of somebody that kills it in the competition like Bianca and you're like, oh, of course Bianca's going to keep going. Priyanka wasn't killing it in this competition, but like when you stop and think about it, Priyanka has to go all the way if they're going to promote what they're going to promote on Canada's Drag Race and, and if they're going to have this kind of like beacon of a winner. Um, I can certainly see Rita Bega winning from our lens, Mary. Of course, Rita Bega is the queen, the French queen. Uh, yeah.
1: The Grand <laughs> <but> Fromage. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Le grande
0: yeah. um, uh, grande the Grand Madame. Grand Madame. The Croc Madame. <laughs>
1: pizza crock Um, she is a pizza crock (laughs) exactly
0: so but i yeah at this point i'm like the fact that they saved priyanka now yes mary they're 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 priyanka's gonna win that's this week was a tell for me because mary if you're gonna send Rockham sakura home Wearing the same type of silhouette mm. that is a bodysuit with things glued on it. And then you have like this basically wire or uh, cage bottom, right? Paper Sorry.
1: cage bottom, yeah. Pape-
0: oh, Mary. And Paper. stepping on it. And stepping and, on and, and, and Priyanka's other looks weren't that much better than anybody else's. No, I, I mean, I think that, yes,
1: Priyanka, uh, I, as as a drag queen, as an entertainer, is very charming and, and very likeable, and she's been a great she's, narrator.
0: She's incredibly attractive, okay? I'm, like, going on all of these assumptions, right? Granted, I'm a, you know, this is all conspiracy theory. Uh, clearly, drag is subjective. I have things to say about that later when it comes to the Jeffrey Bory Chapman drama. But, you know, she's also she's also very attractive, Mary. You can't also hide that. So, I mean, I,
1: I I guess I don't, I, I'm not saying she isn't, I haven't felt like that was like, you know, the, one of the things that, you know, oh, of course, Priyanka's, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the term for, you know, uh, Priyanka, Priyanka, I never thought of like Priyanka's like the trade of the season, I think that was like Tainomi Banks, you know, Uh um, I mean, I, I also think – I mean, I I think there's a lot of – you're giving – and I don't know if this – you're giving Canada's Drag Race a lot of credit in terms of their intentions of what they want to do this season. I mean, I will just say as a slight counterpoint that if they really wanted to promote, like, a a POC on the show, they wouldn't have sent all the Black Queens home one by one in the first half of the season.
0: No lies detective.
1: So that's all I'm going to say there. Um, but I uh, – I mean, I – I guess, I. I, it's not that I don't hear what you're saying. Like, I get that. I just feel like, I guess I'm just very much caught in, like, Rita is, I think there's there's other narratives here, right? There's Rita being, you know, uh, French-speaking and being bilingual, Mm -hmm. and there is that narrative, too, that a queen who is not, who English is not her first language can win this, and we've seen, obviously, that not be the case with other queens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Very French, you're right. Yeah, I think that, Rita has, I mean, there. I have compared her to Bibi Zahara Bonet before because there's just a way she carries herself, and there's a, there's a, a regal winner, you know, uh, adult in the room quality that I, I guess I like oh. to see that kind of queen crowns because it's Same. like she and she's a she's a drag mom. Like there is kind of like uh. this. This is someone who like knows what they're doing and has a confidence about their drag and has been evolving and growing and isn't misstepping. You know, whereas I feel like Priyanka, it was like, okay, you came in and you're an entertainer and you have improv and whatnot, but like your improv wasn't good. Your looks have been kind of crunchy. Like, you're a great reality TV star, certainly, but like competition wise, I think Priyanka has been getting by by the skin of her teeth, and they're very nice teeth, but <laughs> skin all the same.
0: I agree. I I do agree. And again, that. That's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, don't come for me. Donut, come for me, as Kim Chi would say. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I am rooting for Rita Bega. That's who I want to see win at this point. Even if Jimbo got to the finale, I I still might choose Rita Bega. I love Same. Rita. Be- I think Rita Bega is the madam. Capital M, M- you know, uh-huh. I, like phenomenal. Um, and, you know, granted, there are some challenges. She shouldn't have won that she won this season. But she's a, you know. She's a pizza baga Um. pizza
1: baga. She's a pizza croc. And like, even this week when she's in the bottom, it's like her, I mean, yes, I would have to say her, the Christmas party look. I was like, okay, come on guys. Like this, I, it was, it it was a, it was a, it was a costume for a character in a play. You know what I mean? It wasn't a look on the runway. The second Um, look,
0: you're talking about that purple look. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Mary, I, she looked like a character in the movie Hurricane Bianca. and Yeah, I, but it, it, I was, uh, it was sort of simple. W- yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It still kind of fit her drag. And if we're going to, comp- well, I'm, all, all I'm here to say is, okay, you can read Rita Vega however you want. But I want to just say this about Priyanka's look. And I've said this before on the show. This is a look you go home to.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not saying Priyanka's in terms of that. If we want to just talk about that, like Christmas party look, which is a kind of drag. I was so excited to see what they each were gonna do because it's oh, like, sure. yeah, <laughs> show me, yeah, show me that middle-aged woman who changes into keds, you know, from after wearing pumps all day and you know, always has a Christmas pin on. Like I'm here for right. her, right? Um, prepared, prepared, and uh, yeah, I felt like Priyanka's it was like, I see what I. It was too much. It was it was like. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, it reminds me of, what's her name? Venus Delight from season three or four and that first Christmas, season three, with the Christmas Queens challenge. It was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just too much Christmas. It's just like, we don't need all of this, you know?
0: Yeah, I also, you know, holiday party it didn't say christmas party but whatever jimbo also had a slutty mistletoe on his crotch um but with priyanka i did love how she came out and you know her voiceover said she runs the building i'm like okay mm-hmm. this is cute but at the same time yeah the the light up necklace it was it was tacky um i th-
1: i think i would have liked to maybe see if she're going to be that woman cuz like okay i know who you're talking about i guess it's like i might have wanted something a little more I don't want to say realistic, but more like she, no, Brenda, Brenda who owns the building wouldn't actually ever wear this. Yeah. She's not,
0: she's, she'd be less of a joke.
1: Yeah. It'd be 20% of this and, and it would have been more effective, you know, whereas I think like Rita needed more and Priyanka needed less, I think is what Mm. I was kind of wanting. Um, whereas I mean, Jimbo, I was like, okay, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't really respond to it one way or the other and so
0: so i th- I kind of I mean maybe I'm thinking too deeply about Jimbo's look, but like when Jimbo did the reveal and there was a mistletoe on his crotch i mm. the i w- I was like that's really a clever joke and a spin on camel toe,
1: sure, yeah, that I mean, you know, I- and I was
0: like that's a funny joke, and granted maybe it it you know it's too subtle but I don't know. Executive holiday party. She she did she did the assignment. She came out in that gold look. And yeah. then she had this little gag and I'm coming, "All right, at least there was a reveal."
1: Yeah, she met the 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 challenge. Um and I thought Scarlett looked great. I loved it. I was like, "Yeah, this I like this. I think you look great. It doesn't gives me holiday, but I don't I don't know if I really care, you know." Yeah, it, I it,
0: it was the present was the only holiday thing about it. Um mm-hmm. and I wonder if she missed the brief. I don't know, but she looked for, like she really looked fabulous, and yeah. I love the quote. I love being rich.
1: Yeah, um, I. It was very like the character. was. It was very Ellen Barkin, Goldie Hawn kind of mm. like. I. I could see the woman, and who would play that woman in a movie? You know. Sure.
0: Sure. Um. You know, but if we're gonna keep kind of talking about Rita, because I guess we're trying to say like, should Rita have been in the bottom? Yeah. That's, Jimbo have been mm-hmm, in the bottom. Mm-hmm. I, I Priyanka should have been in the bottom I think we're kind of clear on that um uh-huh. I, I I her quilted monkey doll look like I really liked the concept I thought she looked great um and and that's kind of about it uh is the only thing I liked about Priyanka's
1: ball yeah I mean I think yeah the second look Priyanka's like okay I mean it was like I I appreciated the character I, it it wasn't like I guess again if we're going to compare uh, Rita and Priyanka here. Whereas Rita came out and I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, yes. I love I could watch this all day. I love a running suit. I love the comeback jokes that Michelle yes. was making. Um I I loved it. It was so weird. I um it to me it was like, okay, automatically, you know, there's more points for Rita because maybe her first look was a little basic, but I love the story of the second one. And Uh, I didn't need it to be more than that tracksuit, you know?
0: I really was puzzled that they were saying that this is not drag race.
1: Mm. How
0: Uh, is this not drag race? They said it was too performance art. Fuck off. What are you talking about?
1: Right? I mean,
0: what, where is this coming from there? It, this to me and granted again, subjective, I understand, but, this shows to me that they're looking for only one type of woman on the runway Mm because this was a very specific woman who, who was on a runway, which is this lesbian skier who got too drunk. I, I Mm -hmm. loved it all.
1: (laughs) I I loved it. Yeah. I, the whole idea that this wasn't, this wasn't drag or, you know, or drag or good for the runway or performance art. I was like, no, no. Yeah. Send it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I wasn't buying that one at all, Gia. Uh, it's, and basically, and then we get to Rita's last look, and it was like, okay, she couldn't really walk in it, but there was still oh, an cares? elevation to it, and there was a construction to it that felt way yeah. more correct and more ambitious than Priyanka's.
0: Oh my god! And th- honestly, I thought Rita's was the best look. I didn't notice the foam when she turned around. Maybe that was really bad points. Yeah. Um, and but I she she. Certainly walked in it. I think they were just mad
1: that they had to wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were hungry.
0: Um, yeah. And, you know, if uh, Scarlet. OK, so Scarlet looked great. But like Scarlet's weakest look was her second look because sorry, Mary, she didn't get read for this at all. She wore a bathing suit.
1: I know. No, listen, I like I thought she she played the character well. But like once you really got a look at it, it was like you're wearing a bathing suit, sweetheart. You know. She's
0: wearing a bathing suit with those plastic boogers hanging from her chest. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was boogers.
0: I mean, I, granted, Scarlett, uh, she she did really well in the first and third look. But mm-hmm. Mary, that was not an
1: après-ski party look. Uh, it was yeah. a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, it was a bathing suit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and like, while well, we're kind of questioning these, these judges, I mean, I, if we were to like go back to Jimbo, it's like, you know, I was like, okay, the first look was good. But the second and the third, I mean, I didn't really see, I didn't see the issues. I thought, yeah, I mean, the second look, I was like, okay, it's a fully realized character. And I felt like what Jimbo was doing was similar to what Priyanka was doing, but more fully realized. You know, it's kind of like when you see, it's like people playing drunk in a play or a movie. There's a really good way to do it, and then there's like a really kind of like oh yeah that there's like hiccuping and stumbling too much. We're like okay, those are like cliches of playing drunk. Nobody's like that, you know.
0: You know, it's interesting that they they gave Jimbo so many down down vote votes uh, for the makeup in that third look, mm. and yet and yet Priyanka got less down vote for her third look which was Mary that look was bad.
1: Oh, in the immortal words of Alyssa Edwards, this is garbage mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh I so that's that's a really good point to bring up is like Jimbo's critic the criticism we saw that Jimbo got was about his makeup. And the mm-hmm. criticism that we but which is like I think a smaller percentage of the challenge because they didn't say anything about the look which was perfectly well constructed. Whereas Priyanka's, I mean, I'll give it to them. Priyanka did her makeup and hair looked great. I think it was some of the best she's had all season. Agreed. But it's like the challenge was the look. The challenge was like eighty percent of what she's presenting on that runway, uh, is is just not good and is and is breaking cardinal rules of wearing a bodysuit and gluing shit to it. You know.
0: Yeah. Oh, I j- I it it that that choice. To put Jimbo in the bottom over Priyanka was shocking. And, okay, granted, let's say that I'm biased. Fine, put Jimbo in the bottom, Mm -hmm. but then take Rita out of the bottom because Rita's makeup alone, that was the best look of the night, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I don't care that she... Walked slowly down the fucking runway. She was yeah. thinking about hot dogs. It was fabulous.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she's, I love the consistent theme of like, you want to motivate Rita. It's like, get a hot dog. You know, like she'll, <laughs> she'll move for a hot dog. What would you do for a Klondike bar? What would Rita Baga do for a hot dog? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Uh... I, I think that actually, like, they had it out for Miss Jimbo, but Rita in the bottom, I agree. I think. I think, and if anything, yeah, no, I, 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 agree with you. I think Priyanka should have been in the bottom. Rita should not have been in the bottom. I will, I can, I'm happy for Scarlett's win, but Rita should have been safe.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, happy for Scarlett's win. Rita should have been safe. Scarlett, you know, if we're gonna talk about that, look, I thought she looked gorgeous in the eleganza look, but mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm gonna be, you know, a Canadian Drag Race
1: judge it really was just the Cape that and I mean, yeah, she it, didn't
0: make the Cape by herself.
1: Well, that's, and that's what makes me think of like Adore Delano in that, in that ball challenge. It's like, well, Bianca helped her, you know, with the mm. dress, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And know. no, totally. And if you really, it, it did come down to like the Cape otherwise, you know, I mean, she paints really well and her hair looks great and like accessorized and all that. But, uh, Like, I I, again, I loved Scarlet's look, but I think, yeah, just a comparison to Rita and like everything Rita was doing. Maybe it didn't all work, but she was doing a lot that did work. Yeah, right, right.
0: Uh, You know, into the woods reference. All Scarlet had was the cape as white as snow. Mm. Uh, sorry, it's cape as red as blood But I think it's, uh, sorry, that's what popped in my head um, Mary, we have lots more to talk about But before we talk about it We have to take a quick little break
1: We do, yeah
0: Hey Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute
1: I could honestly talk about therapy all day.
0: Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist.
1: Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now, when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P.
0: BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours.
1: You don't need to leave the couch! And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions.
0: Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response.
1: And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy.
0: BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety
1: to grief, Relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need.
0: Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P.
1: That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary.
0: Well, Mary, so let's talk about this exit, maybe? Or do you want to talk about the ball culture?
1: Um, let's talk about the, cause I feel like we're, we'll cover these sort of like episode specific things. And I think we have some like a larger theme topic. So maybe we'll, let's do that. Let's talk about, I mean, I, I do want to just mention the lip sync. I was excited to see there was a Tegan and Sarah song. I just mm. think there's, I think there's better Tegan and Sarah songs to lip sync too. <laughs> uh, this I wasn't
0: do. bad. This wasn't it's, bad. It's, it's definitely like it. one
1: of the poppier Songs of theirs. I just, I mean, we did. That was one of our last chance lip syncs a few weeks ago, and I, I just, I like some of the, the more like, I don't know, the slower, more like lived in, lyricy kind of <laughs> Tegan and Sarah songs. But what are you gonna All do? right, mom. Can I say, you know, I, I like to put a put a Bonnie Raitt tape into my cassette player, my car, and go for a nice drive to stop and shop.
0: Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. Oh, my God. Uh, Bonnie, cancel
1: me. Um, yeah, Bonnie, uh, if you're listening.
0: <laughs> so uh, I have to say this lip sync was a little hard to watch, but Rita definitely won.
1: I mean, Rita, I think, like, thank God she brought those scissors and she oh, like, figured it out. You know, Mary,
0: there were many lesbian jokes in this Tegan and Sarah. Lip-sync. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that's that's oh, that's oh, that's oh, that's, oh, that's very funny. Yeah. 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 Rita brought the scissors to the, to the lesbian <laughs> lip sync. Yeah. Good for her.
0: And she kind of did this like scissor slide at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, right.
1: Yeah. And Jimbo, it was just like, lose the crown, girl. Oh, lose, I know.
0: I know. What did crown. Jimbo say about it? Jimbo said, uh, my crown is totally cumbersome and made of crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, I mean her her crown was what stopped her from getting the crown.
0: Interesting. Uh, interesting yeah. take. Yeah. yeah, the the poetics of that. And there were yeah, she was really stifled by that crown. I just feel like there was not a lot of energy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting using the word stifled because I I feel like and I am Reading into things and reading into episodes that are edited, as our dear sister Mary Peter can attest to, that what I'm getting about Jimbo these past few episodes, not only is Jimbo getting some tough critiques, it like it, and again, I could also be putting myself in Jimbo's shoes, but it almost seemed like Jimbo himself was being a little bit stifled. Like it almost, it kind of feels like when on Project Runway, when someone's like, this is just what I do. Like, this is how I design. This is my aesthetic. If you don't like Mm -hmm. it, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, Nina. Sorry, sorry. Nina. I'm sorry. You know? And I think that Jimbo, I mean, it was interesting kind of hearing Jimbo talk to Stacy in the workroom about his drag and what he does. And I just feel, it feels to me that Jimbo's one of those people who's like, listen, this is what I do. I know my flavor. I know my brand. This is how I do it. Like, you know, he says, like, I don't do a lot of rehearsals. Like, it's very mm. much in the moment. And, and I guess I would, I'm kind of putting two and seven together that, like, if week after week you're coming out with with looks and ideas where you're like, yeah, no, I, th- there's a lot of intention behind what I'm doing, and they're just not getting it. That there was a part of me that felt like in this lip sync where Jimbo was like, it almost felt like, oh, fuck it. Like, I yeah. just, you know, like, this just isn't my competition. And um, I think the exit kind of reflected that a little bit. I think that Jimbo finally just let his freak flag fly mm. once it didn't matter anymore. You oh, know? it was
0: so good. It was yeah. so... So important that we got this exit from Jimbo, right? That yeah. He continued to play and he continued to perform. He continued to very much so carry this season. And yeah. to the point where it got too heavy because of the crown, right? The mm-hmm. crown that was on his head from the beginning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> got too
0: heavy. Yeah. And he drops to his knees and he screams, why? Before keeling over crawling off stage and as they say bye Jimbo he says fuck you
1: (laughs) yeah and then to like subvert the mirror message situation and to start you know do putting the lipstick on and and making himself a pretty little baby I mean pretty little girl pretty little girl I I just thought oh this is great this is in some ways in some ways this is what you want you know this is oh, what you continue want
0: continue the acting
1: continue
0: mm-hmm. this is what I wanted with Dahlia Sin I wanted her to just freak out when she walked off stage yeah like, scream and throw things like just do it and when he did who's a pretty little girl huh
1: <laughs> oh it was that's when I was like okay it was almost worth it for Jimbo to go home to yes. get such you a great exit that. yeah yeah uh. Um, because I agree with you, I think that if the top three were Rita, Jimbo, and Scarlett or Priyanka, I think it by the by this point in the season, I really have grown most drawn to Rita and most excited by Rita, and I I love Mrs. Baga, I love that energy, and I am excited to see. I'm, I will be excited if Rita wins next week. You know, um,
0: I I agree with you, Mary. I will be excited that. But- if Rita wins next week, but I do think that I, I did want Jimbo to win because I think yeah. Jimbo did the best this season. I think Jimbo is going to basically be the, the most memorable of this season when people are going to talk about Canada's drag race. Sure. They'll talk about the winner, but they're also going to talk about Jimbo. Jimbo.
1: And- yeah. Jimbo kind of jumped out as like the, you know, yeah. The most memorable narrative and the most memorable character in a way like it's, the long game is you want to be Jimbo. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know, and there's that thing, right? There's that thing of like when a queen doesn't win and it's quote unquote considered robbed, then people kind of, you know, support them even longer and harder. And, and, you know, because there's always that feeling of like, oh, you deserve to win. So people don't want to abandon ship. Whereas I think sometimes when a queen wins, it's like, all right, you're fine. Going to move on to the next mm, one. You know,
0: fair, very fair. That's actually a really great point. That mm-hmm. when the queen wins, you're kind of like, yay. And then you move on because I mean, what yeah. lasts longer is feelings of anger.
1: Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, in some ways I kind of feel like, you know, all season of season 11, Evie oddly was, you know, the odd queen out. And then mm. when she won, it was like, oh, okay, Evie's, you know, Evie's fine. Uh, and, and then it was like, you know, I can go back to just like thinking about Nina West. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting take. Um, you know, it, when I think about the word robbed, I know that that word came up in a, I think, Lemons post. Lemon, this week. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very interesting take. Very interesting take and worth a discussion, I'll know, right, Mary? Uh, the idea of using terms like, oh, you were robbed, is actually putting down the people that won.
1: Of course, right? Like, that's the other side of it is like, by saying someone was robbed, you're saying someone else uh is not deserving of the credit they're being given.
0: Yeah, and I, so I I totally agree with it and I'm still going to call that slot every season the robbed queen is actually a good way to leave. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I I think the concept of like the robbed queen it's it's like it's it's someone who had all of the on paper had everything that we seem to think you needed to win. But I think the more important thing is like, there's that, there's always that sense that they didn't get what we felt they deserved. And so right. the, the support kind of lasts longer that the championing for them to be on all stars, it main, it maintains your relevancy, right? I mean, yes. Yes. Uh,
0: and, and honestly, and, and it lasts, right? I think that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. It lasts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, yeah. But, and, and the problem and I think Lemon is alluding to this, the problem is by calling them a robbed queen, then you're immediately looking for the perpetrator, which right. unfortunately, oddly, no pun intended for Evie, oddly, but unfortunately, it goes to the queen that won. <laughs> Instead right. Instead of, and then also the judges, right? And also rewards yeah, reward. um, yeah. And also the judges, but never, never quite the show right? Mm-hmm. It's always like the people that they can just make the villain and reach out to and be and like, you, how you don't deserve the win, you fucking bitch, right? Like they mm-hmm. go there instead well, of being, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a living, breathing human being, you know, recognizing that this is a TV show and that things are edited and that we are only seeing a portion of what was filmed, right? So logic is lost. Uh, when we use that term robbed, because they just go straight to violence, essentially. Mm
1: hmm. And, and it's like it's so I mean, not that anyone should be directing hate like that to anybody, but it's so wildly misdirected to the queens who you know are the quote unquote perpetrator who wins the challenge. Because it's like it wasn't their decision. Right. Like they didn't ask to win, you know, And like the weeks when Rita Bega got all I, mean, I know it's bag up. But at this point, Bega is just stuck. Um, yeah, but when I mean, she got all these, you know, all this shit for winning, you know, a few different challenges or uh, one particular one, it was like this. She had no, she had nothing to do with that decision. She showed up. This is what she did. They decided it was the winning look. Um, I mean, it's you know, then as you kind of boil boil it down, it's like well, there's no logic. In any of this, in like, no, you know, we can sit here and, and say, oh, I'm, I'm disappointed. You know, I, th- I thought Priyanka should have been in the bottom. Oh, I'm sad that Jimbo didn't make it to the finale. But like, okay, it's an opinion, it's feelings, none of it really matters. You know, we're not coming for their characters as people. But once you take it to this place of like, and now I'm going to reach out to that person, and I'm going to tell them to kill themselves. It's like, <laughs> well, we have now, th- there's no more pavement on the road, it's just dirt and sticks and holes, you know?
0: Oh my god. Well, yeah, well said. Well said. That, that It just goes off the rails completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no longer any logic. Right. I, I you know, I think about uh, the word robbed, and it's like, and Lemon's point. I also think that it is a little sensitive Sandy. It's also thinking, a, granted, like, because I want to just take, you know, uh, a devil's advocate standpoint here for a second. But you know, if you go to a queen and say, oh, my God, mom, you were robbed. Mm. I, the intention is there that like, oh, I really wish you would have won instead of what I think Lemon is talking about is when you say, oh, mom, you were robbed. You're saying, fuck this other person. It's like, yeah, well, mm, that's not always where it goes.
1: Right. Like, I think I think the more benign place it's coming from is like, oh, I was really cheering for you. I really wanted you to win. You know, like, I, I saw you as a winner in that challenge. And I think that's a nice gesture, but I and I, know, I think you can, and a lot of these queens have said this on social media, like, you can, you you don't have to shit on someone else's success to tell another queen, oh, I was really rooting for you, you know? Right, like, right. It, right. It,
0: and that happens way too often, where mm-hmm. people are like, oh, God, Shay, I love you. Fuck Sasha Valor. Exactly, like, right?
1: <laughs> right? It's like, well, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Right, right.
0: Um, You know, and that kind of brings us to another topic that came up this week is the Jennifer Boyer Chapman drama on Twitter. Uh, Drag Race, I guess, put out a statement. I don't want to read the whole thing, but basically, uh, everybody say love. This idea of, you know, uh, that they love to see how viewers, uh, quote unquote, stand their favorite queens and judges. First of all... I don't like it when organizations use the word "Stan." I don't believe you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like, mm, you know, Mom, come on.
0: Yeah, and also, the, I, I hate to always be this wet blanket, but we do remember where "Stan" came from, right? Like it, it, it. I, from what I understand, it's from Eminem's songs about Stan, a fan that goes crazy
1: yeah i guess that's probably because it it is kind of a portmanteau of like stalker fan uh i yeah. think i think that's what the st is and then yeah there's the m&m song i mean uh, you know i think it's i think it's one of those terms that like has a has kind of a questionable root but then over time has become something you know it's like when you build a playground over a landfill you know what i mean
0: yeah right right so uh, anyway they basically said in this thing like look don't let your passion cross the boundary into harassment, you know, over and letting like hate overtake the conversation. Um, you know, talking about how drag is this incredible art form and we need to uplift each other. Um, I, I gotta say, like, this is a great statement. I, I'm glad that they're saying it. I'm glad World of Wonder is putting this out. Um, I think that it's kind of a long time coming. Um, yeah, well, because and it's there was sorry where was this I mean, and I can understand if there's backlash to this post because I don't think it's people disagreeing with, with with what they're saying because absolutely say this 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 is absolute truth but they I they have not recognized yet at least not to my knowledge where were they when the death threats were coming towards Queens mm-hmm. for years Tyra Sanchez got brutalized Phoebe O'Hara got brutalized for their edit
1: yeah yeah uh Brita filter is, is you know taking herself off social media because it's like she literally said if I stay on here I'm just gonna kill myself like literally said like I need to go off and take care of myself so I don't kill myself and like it's not in hyperbole it's not hyperbole and I think I just feel like statements like this, like, yes, they should be made, but they are PR moves to cover World of Wonders ass. They are not meant to actually curtail the issue or the problem. Because on one hand, and it's not World of Wonders, like, quote unquote, fault, but like the dumb fucks who are telling these queens to kill themselves because of something on a TV show are not reading or hearing any of that. They're not like, no, good point. I should stop telling Britta Filter to kill herself. Hmm, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Like, right. This is a bit of a preaching to the choir, you know, uh, situation. It's for the
0: queens to see. It's It's for the the queens queens to to be like, oh, good, World of Wonder is saying this. I'm sorry. For years, they coached the queens on how to handle themselves on social media and handle the flack and warn them. If they're going to coach the queens, they should – I know this sounds harsh, but, like, they should coach the judges too. I'm just kind of like – it's interesting that they are – now standing up in a bigger way, and they weren't before. It, mm-hmm. it just comes off as like, it's kind of like, oh, all right, I'm glad they're saying it, um, and I wish that they would also acknowledge that it took them a while.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a lot more complex or a lot bigger of an issue than just what they're addressing, and they're addressing a bit vaguely. Like, I think they also kept it pretty surface level and and i i and the other side of this right is like i mean there's there's multiple elements because some of this is about how the like how the, you know the content is being presented the the takes you know the the way that they and it's i mean it's, it's so complicated right like when you when you portray someone as a villain or you just show them at their worst then like people are responding to that and well it's like okay you're trying to edit a TV show to you know amp up the drama and get people talking and excited and whatnot and to tell a narrative like this is how dumb people are responding am I saying they should change the way they edit or produce the show to like keep that to a minimum no because I think you're chasing a moving target and a very erratic target exactly you know, yeah. like, you can't try to keep up with that frequency. They're
0: not going to go away.
1: No, those people are not going to go away. And I feel like it's important to remember, like, that that voracious fan bases exist everywhere. I mean, you look at sports. You look oh at, God. I mean... Uh, I feel like people have talked about like soccer in in Europe and just like fans, just like they they riot, they riot when their teams win. They do that in the United States when yeah. teams win the World Series. Like this is yeah. not this college is not some, football. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not unique to to just drag race, and so there is and there's no stopping that, you know. Like it, unfortunately, um, I I think I don't know how I think it's a very hard issue, and I don't know how you address it, but I think there is more. There's so much more that needs to be done to actually quote unquote address it than to put out a meme that says like, "Hey, we love your passion," but try not to go overboard. Like that's definitely not enough. Oh, and I, I... and there are things that should that don't need don't even need to happen publicly. I think there's a lot that should be happening behind the scenes to support these queens, and we've yeah. talked about like aftercare and and counseling mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it and it should be something significant because. There's clearly a need for it. It's not hyperbole to say, oh, when people come off of reality TV and their seasons air, uh, they are often confronted with really awful backlash and need some kind of, you know, support during that time. And that should exist.
0: Right. And I I worry that this is going to go way too far to one side because I do think that we should be allowed to critique a show and, and and have our own critiques of queens and disagree with how things turned out because drag is what? Subjective, yes. right? Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, leave the judges alone. They didn't edit the episode, okay? Mm-hmm, right? And,
1: yeah, yeah. And,
0: and I do, and do I think it's really odd that... You know, they came for Jeffrey Barry Chapman and not Michelle, who said way more problematic things for years on Drag Race. Yeah, I, I it is a little weird, and and uh, you know you can certainly kind of see these other paradigms and lenses that people are are adding to this, right? The mm-hmm. fact that he's a black queer man, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, then other people are critiquing him because he's putting on this like femme queer aesthetic and he's putting on this voice and he's putting, on, you know, there's all of these types of things going around. At the end of the day, don't tag him.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, of course, yeah, like just the sort of passive aggressive, like, oh, you think you really did something there by tagging somebody on Twitter? Like it's such a chicken shit move.
0: Um, you know, I also think because you know we're a podcast that critiques the show and looks at the show in in, in a different way it's it's kind of also our own prerogative to, mm-hmm. to do that to be able to do that and I don't want it to I don't want because of the hate that Twitter and fans are giving these queens and the show and judges I don't want it to put us a show that has dedicated to critiquing the show uh, in a bad light right because we have a I don't know we that's kind of what we do we critique mm-hmm. the lens that the show is promoting right the type yeah. of drag that they're celebrating the type of drag that they're not celebrating I think we can certainly comment on that and keep in mind that it's just a TV show right it's a TV show with a lot of power and media means something so I, I think it's worth saying something right I, I I'm gonna just go on a quick little rant here but like You can't just say how important of a platform this show is to queer people, how important these stories are, how literally they've said how it saves lives, how it helps queer folks all around the world, and then also say, it's just a TV show, leave the judges alone. Because they are editing these judges to be harsh. So Mm -hmm. there are conversations, I think, that need to happen behind the scenes about what what type of rhetoric they are creating
1: and i think what's interesting is you know there's all like i would say in general yeah there have been you know there have been some some things said on canada's drag race it was like oh that was a it was a harsh judgment and some of them were mm. things that, that jeffrey said but it's like as others have pointed out oh you want to see harsh critiques a, you go back to older seasons of Drag Race and you get some real harsh critiques, including from from Michelle. You want really harsh critiques? Go watch Project Runway oh and watch God. Michael Kors. Like if oh you want, like that is what blew my mind. Like rewatching on like season eight, of course, of Project Runway was just like forgetting how how mean they get and how harsh they are. And Drag Race doesn't hold a candle in terms of harsh critiques to what Project Runway did. Um,
0: You know, I think a big problem and I I feel like we've said this before, but not a problem, but a big effect that Drag Race has and why the fans are so voracious or angry at judges like Michelle or Brooklyn or Jeffrey is these queens like represent them. These mm -hmm. queens are an identity to which they are right to the fact to the point where they are creating names on Twitter that are Trixia or, or Katya Mattel, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, Priyanka Stan or, you know, even the flair that they use on Reddit. Like yep. it's becoming, these queens are a part of these fans' identities. And so when there is a harsh critique, the fans, if they're younger, if they are, you know, not thinking too logically they're kind of drunk in the show, in the fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, They they take it personally.
1: Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And it's something that we did not have as kids, you know, where, where there was like, there were queer people on TV that we could identify with and see ourselves in. It was like, well, if I like, if I really origami myself, I guess I could see how I'm kind of like Will and Will and Grace. You know what I mean? It was just like, you had to really oh, stretch. are you
0: Will, Mary? Are you I, Will?
1: Please. I'm, I'm <laughs> Rosario at best. Um <laughs> But I, but I mean, I don't, I don't actually think I'm like Will at all, Uh, but it was like, those were the limited gay characters we had on Mm -hmm. TV, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're like, oh, I guess I could see the identifying, you know, factors there. Whereas now seasons of Drag Race with so many different types of queer people and like, there's so many opportunities to find someone you identify with and like, that's great. But I think you're right. Then there is kind of that emotional immaturity of, of, you know, acting like, you know, like taking that shit personally. Um, Yeah. And and a lot of us. And reacting poorly.
0: Reacting poorly. Yeah. A a lot of us developed distress tolerance perhaps later Mm -hmm. uh, because we were bullied or, you know, and we had to build up like a tougher skin or to be able to feel this. And I feel like because of these anti-bullying initiatives and, you know, that that kind of thing that's happening in schools and mm-hmm. how we want everybody to feel safe, which I agree with and I fully support. Don't get me wrong. I was a teacher for years. Um, I also think that we need to give them both. We need to give them both skills, right? The skills to support others and the skills to take care of themselves when someone is critiquing or saying mean things to you.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's like the Purell problem, right, is like the more people are using these like, you know, hand sanitizers, the more their immune system is actually, you know, weakened because it hasn't doesn't have an opportunity to fight against the bacteria.
0: Right. And, you know, if we're going to segue into drag culture and ball culture, um, I think that's like an important part of the reading challenges, right, that that mm-hmm. reading is actually an exercise In building up a tolerance for people saying kind of mean things to you, but it's a safe space and it's artistically done.
1: I think that's a big part of it. It's artistically done. And I think that it's true. And I feel like it's a little bit of a taboo thing to say is like some of the hardships that come with being queer actually can make you a better person. And, right, right. And it is taboo. And it is, and, taboo. It is it taboo because, and because I, I it sound you. it sounds like we're saying, oh, you know, you ought to get bullied so that you can learn how to be a tougher person. Like, I don't want anyone to go through the bullying that I went through, but like, and I'm still, I think, a pretty sensitive person and take things pretty personally, but like... Same. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, you know, Elaine Stritch over here or anything, but like, I I also recognize where... I developed a resiliency that, you know, I'm still working on as an adult. But, like, if if it was bumper bowling my entire childhood, then who, how sensitive would I be now, you know?
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think about that, too. I mean, granted, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't nearly as bad as other stories, right? You think mm-hmm. about everything kind of in context and... um in uh, like a proximal development type of way. Um, and I I think the reading challenge is a perfect example of like, nope, this is important to our community to get ready. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I took a bunch of classes, because you know, teacher, um, in Pedagogy of the Oppressed, uh, but then in grad school learned about Theater of the Oppressed, which is, uh, one of the exercises in Theater of the Oppressed. Do you know about Theater of the Oppressed, Colin?
1: Uh, I vaguely do, but... Um...
0: Bawal took it uh, and ran with it from uh, Frary, who did Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Basically, you you work with groups of people to kind of act uh, in this one forum called Forum Theater. You act out scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, you know some people play the oppressors in the scene and some people are you know the person, right and you act out different ways to react in certain situations anyway, mm. all of it is practice for the real world and and to to start discussions about reaction and what is going to be effective and what's gonna be helpful and whatnot um, instead of just going to you know anger or Uh, violence or um, maybe or just walking away, right? Like there Mm -hmm. are different ways that people react to um, conflict. Um, And so I I don't know. I I guess that's kind of where I'm left here. At once, I want the fans to shut the fuck up and leave Jeffrey Borey Chapman alone, right? You can disagree with him and and think that like, oh, God, he's a bad judge. You don't have to tell him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like you can have your opinions, but it's like, you know, he he didn't commit any crimes here. He just you know had some takes that you didn't agree with on TV. And again, I'll say, and people, Brooklyn
0: had just as many. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I was gonna say,
1: I if I think of some of the things that that Jennifer Bowers Chapman said, I was like, oh, I don't really agree with that this season. None of them are the harshest critique I've ever heard. You Same. know, like and we we talked a lot about like the Alona Verly like makeup on the ass thing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. that, honestly, in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I mean, kind of an uncomfortable moment. And like we could dig deep in all the reasons, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, do I think, do I think in Jeffrey's Heart of Hearts, if we think of the context of this human being, that he was trying to actually literally say, oh, I'm gonna body shame this bitch. No. No, right. I recognize that that is how, it, you know, how is read and how people feel. Do I think that's his intention? Do I think any of the the takes I didn't agree with were his intention to hurt anybody? Absolutely not. Uh, I just, I, I think we've talked about in the past, like there's just context and people do not want to see context. They just take what they see and then nuance. Run to... Yeah. And nuance, <laughs> nuance matters. Um, uh,
0: yeah. And at the same time, again, you could disagree with jeffrey chapman you could think that what he said was really really terrible and you know use that you don't uh, i don't know because i'm also torn because it's also like yeah jeffrey chapman like you should also you should also be prepared for this and there's an element of that yeah not play the victim here but then then again i go back to of like Holy shit! He does not deserve any of this, right? So mm-hmm. it it goes both ways. I think more people should get off Twitter, Facebook, and I mean, I off social media in general. Um, because yeah. then this wouldn't be a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that is very true. I mean, it's kind of like blessing in disguise. Get off of Twitter. Twitter is, Twitter has, you know, it, it's got a couple of nice blocks, but otherwise, it's it's toilet town. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think just one other thing I would say, just kind of a a variation of what we were saying before about, you know, uh, learning, you know, reading challenges and whatnot is like, I think the underlying theme there is learning resilience, you know, and learning to be resilient. And I think there's a Mm -hmm. lot of ways to learn how to be resilient and to learn how to not take things as personally and to handle criticism and to recognize when someone's just being a fucking troll and how to deal with that in a way that's, that's healthy for you, um, being bullied and, and kind of going through an emotional boot camp through, through all of, you know, junior high is not necessary, but, uh, there is no denying that regardless in this world, you need to be resilient. And yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I, I, I also think that it's a, a way for Queens Who are, you know, not necessarily bullied, but like attacked by racist fans for those queens to to put a spotlight on that and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, guess what? (laughs) racism's still alive here.
1: Right. Uh, We can't say, oh, but we're the queer community. We're all colors of the rainbow. It's like, oh, no, no no exactly
0: and 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 you know and it's a a time for uh, you know uh, all the queens to stand up against it and whatever so like there's other ways to react to this um and Mm -hmm. to make you not feel alone because i do think that there's a difference between being attacked on twitter versus like a racist attack or a death threat right Mm -hmm. like there's there are these levels um and i think kind of at the heart of what I also, why I wanted to talk about this is like, I'm also kind of questioning our podcast and being like, are we part of the problem? You know? And I also, I, I think that we're like the lowest level because we're just critiquing and celebrating. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think that, you know, whether people like it or not, I think we, we tend to, you know, choose our words and, you know, and sometimes, you know, maybe too much, sometimes not enough. Nobody's perfect, you know, four years of episodes every single week, every once in a while, we're going to miss that. But uh, <laughs> I think there is an overall theme and a heading of like, this is just a podcast where a couple of jamokes on a microphone, these are still human beings that we're talking about. At the end of the day, it's just, it, it, it is just a TV show in that none of the things that happen on the episode how we feel about Jimbo going home this week or should have been Priyanka, it doesn't really fucking matter. It's something to talk about and listen to and, and think about each week. But, like, I, I can't remember most of the things I felt strongly about a few months ago, you know? Right, right. Uh It's all very much in the moment. Uh, right. And I think that that's, like, the most important thing is also, like, no one has to agree with us at any point, you know? Like, this isn't Bible, but if you want to hear what someone else has to say about a TV show you watched, hey, you know— come listen to us uh, yeah, yeah, or race chasers yeah. or whoever, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think that's very different from like posting shit on, on Twitter and tagging people or being super negative and like, you know, perpetuating uh, ideas of like, Oh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He's a fucking idiot. What's he doing there? Like, I don't think we've ever said that we've disagreed with him, but I don't think it's ever, it's but it's also been in the context of like, ugh I know how charming and how likable he is, yeah. and I just wish that's what we were seeing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, There, there's people trying to spin, um, you know, valid valid reasons, uh, trying to spin why Jeffrey is getting more hate than others. And, you know, they, they might be valid or not, but for me, it, it what it comes down to with Jeffrey Borey Chapman is like, uh, I don't like when I feel like someone is putting on an air or, you know, I just... Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm feeling as well. It's like I just and we even saw it this week with Michelle. I felt like we saw some real genuine Jeffrey moments. Where I was like, "Oh, see, yeah. this is great. I I like this Jeffrey. And this Jeffrey has a seat at this table that feels genuine." And I'm like, "I don't question it, you know?" Whereas yeah, I think when it feels a little more performative, it just uh it doesn't ring true and it's uh it it's yeah. I'd rather see him be himself. He's better TV when he's himself.
0: Yeah, and Michelle has perfected the art of saying things in a kinder way ever since yeah. Adore Delano. You know i mm-hmm. I think I think that there is that quality there. So maybe perhaps Michelle is having some words with Jeffrey on how to handle this next season if Jeffrey is asked back. I hope. I hope he is. I hope he gets a second shot at this, right? Oh, yeah. I hope that he leans into this joke that, you know, like lean in that you got read for filth for all of your mean takes, you know, or mm-hmm. lean in that you're trying to be RuPaul. Come out and in drag as RuPaul. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, there, there's such an opportunity here to turn this into something positive.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it would be such a shame if he did not come back for season two. Despite anything I've disagreed with, uh, I, I still think he should come back. Um, and I would be happy to see Michelle come back and guest again. because Ugh. She was fabulous. Mary, I,
0: I feel like this hosting thing was all like, that's why this format was created. So that Michelle, when she came on.
1: Uh-huh. Host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking like a United Airlines first class stewardess. Mm, yeah. Love
0: it. Love it. <laughs> Canadian is, Airlines. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it's not a read. Looking like a flight attendant, that is a look. Ugh. Ugh, but like her. a but like a business class look. Um, <laughs> she, and she was great. She's really good at it. I I am always happy to see Michelle. I loved. Uh, I, I can't remember which queen, but it was during the Christmas party uh, eleganza, the holiday party eleganza, when she made that Romy and Michelle reference. Do you have a business lady discount? Did you catch that? Oh, oh, I oh, that was Romy and Michelle. Yeah. 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 Um, ah. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like that was the scene with Matreon yes. legend Pat Crawford Brown. That's
0: correct. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, great scene. Well, yeah. you know, uh, speaking of ball culture and Michelle Visage, I was happy to see that they really celebrated the inception of what this ball was. That it wasn't just this uh, episode with a bunch of looks That mm. uh, That drag race American drag race I don't think Really went this deeply And named exactly What this all was If you didn't see Paris is burning They referenced Paris is burning But if you didn't see it You kind of missed That balls And this This is I think Rita Vega's words right mm-hmm. Balls were a place Where Cupox could reclaim Signifiers of white privilege And feel safe doing it right And you You know it all makes sense after a while. You're like, Oh, executive realness, <gasps> butch mm-hmm. queen realness, oh my goodness. Like it all makes sense when you remember why these things were created. And and then also the idea of like, yeah, the categories are based on basically white jobs that POCs couldn't get or had a hard time
1: getting right. Right, so this was the opportunity to 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 live out that fantasy because it felt like just a that was the only thing that was possible. uh, Was for it to be a fantasy. It it gives so much more meaning to it than just like yes, queen work, which is a lot of fun. But it's like oh no, there was like there was a there was a lot of meaning underneath why people were you know dressing up in executive realness, what that Mm. meant, and it's Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't think that u.s drag race has ever really explained it as deeply or as like um as well as i think they did on canada's drag race
0: yeah and even when they were talking about all the terms shades are sickening basically saying look this comes from ballroom culture which was created by and for queer people of color you know what i mean like he, then you're like, oh. And it makes me think of the video going around of that girl doing an impression of all the cis straight white judges on Drag Race. Did I don't get to see I've that yet. That. No. Oh my God. It's this girl. And she's like, Oh my God, you are sickening this week, Queen, and ooh, serve, that, ch- You know, like all, uh, mm, you know, basically mm-hmm. doing Vanessa Hudgens,
1: right? Um, right. Everyone's so into voguing right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, that's what that this whole little segment reminded me of because there are so many people that are using these terms, uh, spill the tea, right? Uh, all mm-hmm. of that. Comes from ballroom culture, which is appropriated, and it's it's not necessarily like stop using it, but at least know where it comes from.
1: Yeah, I and it's like that frustration of like, oh, you're all acting like you made this up. You're all acting like you have no idea, or you actually don't have any. You know, in some cases, have any idea where these expressions are coming from. And I, I get that frustration. I get like why that would like again. I agree with you. It's not necessarily like oh, you can't use those words, but there is that sense of like, at least know where it came from. Like at least don't erase that part of the story that doesn't like fit, you know,
0: don't be this window shopper. I think yes. that's usually what it is. Right? That's
1: a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I was really impressed with that. This, with this week was like, Oh, you guys really like gave some real nice context to, uh, to what a ball really is. Ugh, and I now here's three white Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Priyanka's not white. No, I mean the other three.
0: Oh, uh, oh, oh I see. Yeah. I see. And and two white podcasters talking about it. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> which is, you know, which is the tea. Uh, yeah. Or as the hot goss, as, you know, we're being retrained to say. Um, oh, is, is that what it is now? Hot goss. Yes. Uh, which I think is really cute. Anyway, um, this was a surprisingly great episode for such a disappointing... Ending. I I can't tell you how disappointed I am that that Jimbo is no longer in the competition. Um, I really wanted Jimbo to win. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, I I do want Rita to win, and I also I'm like, all right, let's see who wins. I'm, I'm no longer as invested um, because mm. yeah, I thought Jimbo was. I thought Jimbo was the season
1: yeah i agree i was just i couldn't wrap my head around like wait jimbo doesn't go to the finale like yeah what like it just uh yeah that was that was a real shock i'll give it i know on the on the flip side i'm gonna give it to canada's drag race they have kept us guessing the entire fucking season and that is really hard to do so um you know, at least like, and, and.
0: At least it's not formulaic, right? At yes, least, it's not formulaic.
1: It, it keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat. You really can't just sit there going, oh, well, whatever. She's going to go to the end. Who cares? Right. You know? Lennon so, and
0: Jimbo got eliminated back to back.
1: Yeah. I, and we like. They, you know, assumed that their seats in the finale were just you know warmed oh, up yeah. and ready for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. did not see Scarlett at all making it to the finale, so that was a pleasant no. surprise. No. And you know, I'm not mad about Priyanka making it to the finale. She's I'm I'm not Team Priyanka, evenly because I'm Team Rita. But if she wins, yeah, a part of me will be like, uh, oh, that wasn't really my choice. But then I'll get over it really quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, again. It's so subjective, and it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's fine. It's totally fine. And the reality is that even if Priyanka doesn't win, I agree with you that she still is very much feels like a you know a voice that people are hearing and meeting and getting to know and and kind of represents Canada's Drag Race. Like I think she's already doing that, and that just goes back to the fact that like you don't have to win; it's a platform. You just have to mm. make an impression.
0: Who was your BSA this week?
1: Michelle Visage (laughs) easily she was fabulous I just she's just so good at this and I I love Aunt Michelle
0: same same good work well Mary's if you have any thoughts on this episode of Drag Race Canada's Drag Race. You can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at johnnyalso1 or on Instagram at johnnyalso1.
1: And of course you can find more of me on my podcast in the details a celebration of nuance and you can find me on my other podcast with nick kachanov best supporting podcast where we clean out on best supporting actresses uh you can find me on twitter at Colin rucker instagram at Colin rucker underscore and of course you could find more of both of us including if you are not a matreon and would have liked to hear this this episode right after the episode of you know this you know ball challenge came out you know what i mean like if you wanted to get this recap right away you you want to become a patreon patreon.com slash all (laughs) right mary i give up and we love you for that
0: (laughs) you know white pumps are the sign of a true hooker and uh
1: i love you for that i love you for that that's a great tote (sighs) bag such a great quote, too. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh,
0: God. I miss RuPaul. I know I people know. hate RuPaul right now. Like, I, I get it. I know that people hate her, but I miss RuPaul. I really I, do.
1: I do, too. I'll stand by that. And, yeah, people don't have to agree. That's okay. Hey, it's all subjective. But I miss – and I feel like I'm – it's like I miss – there's an essence of RuPaul. There's things about mm. RuPaul. There's what RuPaul brings. There, there's a perspective and a sense of humor, you know, mm. that RuPaul has that I miss. Yeah, um,
0: even when she's interacting with AJ.
1: <laughs> oh God, I, you know, I should have left that kid in Kalamazoo.
0: Make sure you get a ticket for three, not two. Uh, uh, sorry, that's Karina. Karina.
1: Um, yeah, that, yeah. I don't know what that is. I was like, what episode was that?
0: So Mary, uh, what's our last chance listening this this week?
1: well we are of course keeping it canadian and uh all season we did not get but it's finally time to celebrate uh drag race hosting legend shania twain um and in in honor of jimbo and and yes we would say critiques we did not agree the past few weeks this is that don't impress me much (laughs) By Shania Uh, Twain, who was not impressed by Cameron Michaels, and the judges were not (laughs) impressed by Jimbo, but we're impressed. We,
0: we, we're impressed. She's still the one that says I am. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She's still the one. That's correct. She's still the Uh, one. Yes. Yes. Man, I feel like Jimbo. Um, Yeah. Okay, I won't do that. But uh, thank you. You know, to send us off, I will just say. Who's a pretty
1: little girl, huh? <laughs> it's very Buffalo Bill. I know.
0: <laughs> she's a big girl. She she is. Yeah, she's, a pretty, uh, yeah, she's a big
1: girl. Yeah. She, Agent, Agent Starling. Yeah. Agent Starling. Yeah. yeah. Man. Clarice Starling, as played by Holly Hunter. <laughs> you know, like the Jodie Foster swoops into Holly Hunter so quickly.
0: Uh. It's, it's so true, though. It's yeah.
1: so true. Oh, wait, is she a great big fat person? Oh, yeah, she should big girl. She's a big girl. I'm very sexy. I'm Holly Hunter. I'm in a new I'm show, Shaving Sh- Grace. Very sexy. She's very sexy. I can hear,
0: I can hear the lambs. They were screaming.
1: <laughs> Scream. I'm Holly Hunter.
0: <laughs> I'm Holly Hunter, and I'm looking for Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we're insane. All right, yeah. Mary, this is uh I think this is our longest episode in a while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you right. bet. All right. Well, you know, that don't impress me much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, from this moment on, we're done. Okay. I'm not I'm not <laughs> playing that game with you That's all I got. I don't have many Shania Twain references.
0: I <laughs> was like, yeah, there's no way Colin knows Shania
1: Twain songs. Yep, yep. Uh, only going up from here, girl.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to get you good because from this moment on, Mary, honey, I'm home.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get you good. <laughs> She's not just a pretty face. Juanita. I'm just
0: reading track listings now. <laughs> okay, this is officially a party for two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and forever and here. for always, we're done.
0: Don't be stupid. ka I ain't no quitter, Mary. I'm not stopping. (laughs) I won't leave you lonely.
1: You've got a way, girl. (laughs) Poor me. (laughs) Well, rock this country.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you know, thank you, me. And uh, thank you, baby. I'm out of (laughs) here.
1: Yeah, well, all right. You win my love.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. See your Brad Pitt. Bye, Mary.
1: <laughs> this is the crime of the century. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart. But you've got being right down to an art. You think you're a genius. You drive me up the wall. You're regular original. Know it
1: all. Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much.
0: So yeah, got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong. yeah, I think you're all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much.